Robin Hagenbottom, first in the house tonight. Hey, it's good to see all you guys, man. This is Chris with Cycle Source Magazine. Getting ready to go live with a killer episode of Shop Talk. Tonight, we're looking at Cycle Source Magazine's year in review issue, and more importantly, the best of who won your vote for the best from 2020 in the motorcycle industry. We have a killer lineup. Every host from every one of the source media shows is on with us tonight. Almost. Practically everybody's here. It's a full house. It promises to be crazy. Make sure everybody knows that we're putting this up live. Hit that share and like button. Let your friends and neighbors know we're going live with Shop Talk in just four minutes. Um, throw up your name wherever you guys are from, where you're watching this from, so we can give you a little shout out. And uh, spammers. I hate you. I hate you, spammers. Hate you. All right, Nate Brown in the house. Steve Henderson, Dennis Mason, Big D checking in. Dennis Stauber, right on. Can barely hear Chris. Okay, well, that's just because the music's on, and I'm not supposed to be talking anyway. I'm just telling you guys, three and a half minutes, we're going live. Don't go anywhere. Going to be a killer episode of Shop Talk in just three minutes. Happy anniversary, Rob and Beth. Are you kidding me? We didn't know that. I can't wait to get him on the air. I want to know the secret. How did you make it? <laughs> Mitch Bodine in the house, our brother from New Jersey. Dude, did you see the size of that pork roll that somebody sent me? Jeremy Sather checking in from Minnesota. Marjorie Shadow, what's up? Down on the shore, Nancy Weems, always good to see you. Lauren Whitaker. Hey, all you in TV world. Not a good week for winter riding in California. It's definitely got to be better than here in Pennsylvania. Gotta love the pork roll. That's right. But dude, this thing was like a 22-pound pork roll. I made mention on a show a week or so ago that how much I, I did go to New Jersey because I like hitting up the pork roll. And uh, one of the other listeners sent us one, man, and it was the biggest one I've ever seen. And you know, if you're going to have pork roll... <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to stop there. <laughs> Yes, Nate Brown, there are other things in New Jersey to appreciate, but this is somewhat of a family show tonight. <laughs> Sasha Cycles, what's up, buddy? Chris Simmons, what is a pork roll? Sounds gross. It is the most delightful thing you will ever find on a breakfast sandwich. I'm telling you right now. See, you gotta go there. That, that's where the high class New Jersey I'd say at Taylor Ham. It's pork roll. Give it the program here. Alright, man. Hey, we're just about 30 seconds out, so 
I'm going to cut you guys loose. We're going to start this thing up and get ready to go live with Shop Talk. Here we go. p.m. on the east coast that means it's time for another episode of shop talk i'm your host chris callan from the cycle source magazine headquarters 50 floors but below the street level in the dennis kirk motorcycle studio thank you for joining us um gonna be a killer show tonight man we're so excited to be back here like every sunday i mean we love doing the show but tonight we're taking an official look back at 2020 and then we're gonna cut it loose and that's the last time we're talking about it and man it could not happen fast enough for most of us um joined here like i am every week by my crew what's up crew how's everybody doing tonight hey (laughs) Little intimidated by this crowd here. I can tell right. you that it's gonna we be some heavy I know. hitters. I'm kind of nervous about tonight's show. Like, know. Jason, a lot of big personalities. Jason's here. looking at me funny. <laughs> Rebecca, <laughs> Rebecca's gonna yell at me for something. I'm you know, sure. that that's what I'm afraid I'm gonna spend the whole show going. Stop that! Don't touch him! Don't look at him like that! Stop teasing Mark. <laughs> He's uh, breathing my air. <laughs> so real quick, I'm going to introduce everybody because um, my limitations as a serious producer pre- preclude me from uh, keeping preclude. keeping everybody separate. But here is our star-studded panel. What's up, panel? How's everybody doing tonight? Hey. hey. Okay. I just learned about pork roll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what well, you're not missing anything. He did say the best thing on a breakfast sandwich, you know, otherwise than the egg and the cheese and whatever the bun it comes on. But it is the best thing otherwise than those. Listen, I'm, t- yeah, I'm telling you right now. Cheese on a hard roll. That's right. I think it's one of those things you have at 3 a.m. when you're trying to go yes. home after a night of drinking. It's that, Correct. too. It's that, That's too. It's, it's good for any yeah. time of the day if you're a happy fat kid. I'm, well, a, I'm just going to put that out there. That I'm that any time of the day. <laughs> So, listen, man, if uh, this is your first time tuning in for Shop Talk, this is not our regular program, but um, we are blessed by having everyone from Source Media Shows join us tonight to talk about the Cycle Source Magazine's Year in Review. Um, year in Review is a little thing we do since, I think, 2006 with Cycle Source Magazine, where we take one issue at the beginning of each year, we look back at the whole last year in motorcycling, and we ask our readers for two months beforehand to vote on who was the best man of motorcycling, woman of motorcycling, the products, the bikes, the art, everything. And we give what we call the best of awards. And tonight we're going to go through the best of awards. But one at a time, I want to introduce everybody. So if we could just go from the top left of our square up here, everybody introduce yourself. Everybody knows Heather, so we'll skip to the next person. Wait, is that me? I'm in Hollywood Square. I'm in Middle Square. Yeah, you're top, top middle. <laughs> Chris Simmons. From Maui, Hawaii. 
Okay, so Chris is uh, is mm-hmm. half of the dynamic duo every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. that puts together Coast to Coast. Um, it's a fantastic show. We're going to talk about all the shows in the in the last part of the hour, so stick around for that. But moving on to the right-hand side, top. I'm Tom Banks. <laughs> <laughs> from Banks Gas, Banks Gas Services, right here, Tom Banks. Well, this sponsor, is this sponsor is be Cannibal easy. Chronicles. <laughs> uh, so this is Mr. Rob Nussbaum. He is affectionately known at Source Media as our Asprod. Asprod. Um, which is short for associate producer, believe it or not. But there's many other meanings that we use for it. Well, is that what you tell him it means? It all matters how the conversation's going is what that means. But uh, Rob is half of the other dynamic duo from Motorcycle Cannonball Chronicles. Um, we're going to move down to the bottom left, the man himself, Mr. Jason Sims. Howdy, folks. Yay! So Jason, I'm, I'm, I'm going to let you list your I'm going to let you list your uh, your titles because they're too many for me to even keep up at, at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the promoter of the motorcycle cannonball and uh, also the cross country chase, uh, a couple of antique motorcycle races, and uh, I do the cannonball chronicles with uh, Mr. Robbie every Wednesday night. Wednesdays 9 p.m. Eastern, also. Um, Next, bottom middle, we're moving to the world-famous Mr. Michael Lichter. Greeting from Boulder, Colorado, and I'm the co-host with Chris Simmons on our Tuesday night multicast of Coast to Coast. Nice. Look Look how good he does that. See that? He's such a professional. He He's a pro. <laughs> thank, thank God for him, I have to say. Thank God. We have one professional in the crowd anyway. Right? I love how he forgot off forgot to say like legendary motorcycle mm. lifestyle photographer like one of the best ever yeah buddy yeah photography photographer schlep over here <laughs> you know you and know a wonderful cook and a wonderful photographer one one day michael and i hope it happens while you're still alive but if if not we're going to start a panel to make sure this happens you are you are going to be referred to as motorcycle historian because really like to to say once once you've been on these shows you know you you hosted and co-hosted with cannonball for a while and then you were on coast to coast and you know the amount of information that you carry along like it's it really is we we started that segment all of us together a picture's worth a thousand words but you really have about ten thousand words for every picture that you take you know so i seriously believe like someday they need to give you that that title that you you become motorcycle history we should knight him in sturgis this year (laughs) michael if mark's coming at you with a knife don't trust it'll be a sword trust me know. and i'll tell you if there's anybody i'm coming out with a knife michael you're probably the only one that would be safe so you're good (laughs) (laughs) all right all right i have to say mike is Really, a great co-host. So I'm lucky to have him. Uh, well, thank you, Chris. We, we it's all wonderful are. to be on with you. We it's all. Been are. Show. It has been <laughs> really cool. I, I guess we'll get this into the hour, but it's just been great having Tuesday night to visit with so many people mm-hmm. through COVID. Because being isolated, it's hard night out on the town yeah. to catch up with old friends, meet new people. Yep. Very yeah. cool. And last but not least, our lower right-hand corner square. <laughs> The uh, Hello. 
also world famous from behind the lens, but a, a lens of a different style. Miss Rebecca Cunningham, how you doing, Texas? Hey. I'm good. I'm good. It's great to be here. Um, I guess I'm supposed to introduce myself somehow. Let's see. I'm a video geek. Um, I tag along with the motorcycle cannonball every other year, and my job there is to stick a camera in participants' faces in during high stress moments. <laughs> and um, <laughs> uh, and otherwise, I am also um, the geek out partner with Chris, so he has somebody who can talk about <laughs> um, video live stream geeky stuff with. So Yo. that's that's what I do. Rebecca is uh, often seen in the sidecar. They call it at the motorcycle <laughs> cannonball, yes. and yes. Uh, she she brings in a segment called "A Picture's Worth a Thousand Words." Um, brings in videos from the individual riders from Cannonball and the Chase, and it's it's a really good part of the program. So that is our entire panel. One more time, I want to thank you guys all for being here and helping us put together a killer show. Okay, good night. Thanks. <laughs> no, not, not, not quite yet, Mr. Banks. Oh, well, we got work to do. Hey, hey, look, Evan Favreau is in the house. Evan Favario. Evan Favaro. Hey, don't you have work to do? What the hell are you doing staring at a screen right now? <laughs> All right. Evan. Well, oh. Listen, if you guys will just hold tight for a minute, we're going to uh, just go into some of our regular stuff real quick for anybody that's been waiting for it. This is CycleSource Magazine's Shop Talk. We come to you live every Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, if you're wondering what it is, this is the first time you're tuning in. Shop Talk is 90 to 120 minutes of all the bullshit we can fit. Um, some entertainment, some information. We usually start the whole thing off with a little program we call The News. First up in the news tonight, and to big applause, we find out that Bike Week will happen in Daytona Beach this year. Thank God. <laughs> Vote that happened Wednesday night finds that the city has issued permits for businesses taking part in Bike Week. Um, tons of information here if you want to go to the uh, clickorlando.com news. Um, it'll tell you all about it, but basically... Everything's wide open. They're going to be running. There are some restrictions. Um, Heather, you were actually telling me about one of these that's going to play in the favor of the local business owners. Yeah, actually, it's pretty cool. Um, so far, the only restrictions that I've seen and read about is indoor venues will be reduced down to 60%. In, and that's indoor venues that are part of the Daytona Bike Week master plan. So that means if you change your business for the week of Daytona, you have to be part of the master plan. But if you operate a local establishment the other, you know, 50 weeks a year and you're not changing your business to accommodate bike week, everything is business as usual for you. You can operate at 100 percent. You don't have to go through all the hearings and all the rigmarole. So like all those local businesses that are there, no matter what, um, should have a good, a fair shake at a good event which is actually pretty cool you know don't you think they were a little bit concerned that whenever they said hey bike week's opened first event since covid that they were going to get a massive rush of people and like florida was going to get pushed into the ocean everybody's going to hit the brakes at the same time pulling into florida it's going to slide into the water <laughs> like, there's going to be so many people that want to go good event huh yeah what do you say about that i don't know <laughs> yeah I don't, i'm not sure are we 
Is that a legit question? Do we think, do we want to say how we think Daytona is going to be, or are we just... Oh, no, I, I no. Think it's I'm, going to be off the charts. We definitely have to be legit about it. I mean, it's that's what we're supposed to be doing here. And like Jason Holman just said, thank God. Yeah. You know, I, I think we're all in a position where... You know, we want to be safe. Everybody's still waiting for all of this to shake out. And it seems like we're seeing a light at the end of the tunnel. But, man, you know, for business, for just for personal sanity. For life in general. Yeah, man. It's going to be nice to get something back. You know, it's been an awful long time since a lot of us have been to an event. Hopefully this all works out in favor of, uh, of everybody being safe and having a good time. Amen. Personal responsibility. The theme continues. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Next up in the news, and 2021 Harley-Davidson Global Model Release. Now, this was the first time that Harley-Davidson did this type of, uh, it was almost like a an iPhone release, right? Except it was a, a global deal where they did a virtual release of all their products for 2021. Um, throughout 2020 and into 2021, most of us had to react and adjust to businesses in uncharted territory during unprecedented times. Well, Harley-Davidson is no different. Knowing they had a new model year to launch and knowing that there was a message to get out to the world, they had to find a way to do it responsibly and safely. For the first time in the century-plus history of the company on Tuesday, January 19, 2021, the team at the factory hosted a global virtual model launch In a statement from Harley-Davidson, this global virtual event marks the beginning of a new era for the motorcycle company. Now, um, as to the products, we didn't put out a whole lot about this, um, figuring that we were going to talk about it here. There's some cool stuff, but there's also some questions that were raised because I think a lot of us were really, really waiting to see the Pan American, right? Yeah. I know, and they're waiting until, I think it's February 22nd for that, and they're doing the same thing. They're doing a global virtual release um, that you do have to register for to to catch the live event. Um, But I think it's just their way to react and get the news out all at once, but I'm not sure. I think I saw that when I watched the the video, I think at that point fifty thousand people had watched it. Um, yeah. So what, what did you like? What did you like? Like Mike Rob just said, no streets anymore? Question mark. Um. You know, I have to be honest. I watched it kind of half-assed while I was doing a whole bunch of other work. Um, <laughs> I like is, that's calls. that's code for Heather's mother's been here this week. <laughs> no, here that's, I'll, I'll that's hit. The, I'll, for I'm your partner, and there's always five million things to do. Uh, the Street Bob 114 um, highlights from the cruiser models. Um, eight Harley Davidson soft tail models offer pure riding experience, combine modern power and technology with authentic American styling. Um, hot rod baggers. I mean, the hot rod bagger movement forges on. Uh, a lot of news in CVO models with next level audio, but not no uh, snowmobile. Jason Sims, I thought it was a pretty well. Where, wait a minute, Jason is here with us. Here, <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Damn, I should have kept my keyboard silent. <laughs> I didn't think you were going to call on me. No, go what? ahead. No, you have something to add more than we do. Like I said, it's been a crazy week here at CycleSource HQ. So, I, thought, I mean, uh, my my opinion is I thought it was a pretty good release on on Harley's behalf. Um, you know, I, I really think this is the way that the future is going anyway, with this kind of technology and uh, 
being able to release it to not just dealers but to everybody all at once and um i really thought the the videos that they put into it were well thought out and and shared some kind of timeless things you know with uh, the real people that were involved with it you know and then getting to see some of the passion with the with the employees also of what they put into the products and and why they did what they did and um you know ultimately trying to listen to the people i guess right on um, Heather, see, that's how a real professional delivers the news. And by the way, Jason can never come on our show again. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh, the irony. Uh, never mind. The irony. We're going oh, to get to that. Irony. We're going to get to that later. All right. Well, this whole thing's going to hell in It's going to be a tough run. I can tell you that. <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, th- just for the record, everybody, this was Chris's idea. Oh, wait a minute, that way on this. Yeah, it was the thought. That this was Chris's idea. Oh, so man. when it goes to complete hell, it's his fault. All right. Well, listen. With that, we're gonna uh, break away from the news. There's a ton of other news for us to get to, but I feel guilty having you know five other people on hold waiting to uh, do what we asked them to do here tonight. So we're gonna break to some stuff from the magazine and like i said this is something we do every year with cycle source the year in review is our favorite issue because everything moves so fast and maybe it's because i'm getting a little bit older but every year it just seems like those 12 months clock passed quicker and quicker and taking one whole issue and just looking at the year and say okay what happened who did what who deserves a little extra credit who's not with us anymore we do all that in that issue but one of the best things that we do is we give credit to the people who stood out among the crowd of their peers for that calendar year. And um, we're going to go right now to announcing the awards, if you guys will. Um, one at a time, we're going to start off with a p- accessory product of the year. This year that went to Memphis Shades. And uh, definitely deserving, definitely a sign of the time with, with as much as, uh, you know, you know all the all the uh, performance motorcycle, the stump bike kids that are riding with the fairings and everything. Memphis Shades has really reacted that in a in a great way with their their line of products. And this was our readers' vote for accessory product of the year. I That's like pretty that. pitching on that Indian. Yeah, it does, right? And it's so versatile. I think we're actually we're doing a project um, coming up that we can't quite talk about yet, but I think we're using a Memphis Shade, right? Yes. Maybe. Yes, it's going to be uh, almost like a, a little war- out of our wheelhouse, but um, it'll be fun. Almost a war pony part two. Okay, moving on. Um, this <laughs> next category is apparel product of the year. This year's apparel product of the year, voted by the readers of Cycle Source Magazine, goes to Hot Leathers for their new line of logo th- flannels. Hot leather flannels, apparel product of the year. Everybody loves a flannel. <laughs> and Heather's modeling right now, right? I yeah. do. I actually have a couple, and nice. I genuinely, genuinely like them. Um, and I know everything that Hot Leathers went through to make their flannel. They spent, I want to say, 18 months to two years going back and forth with different samples from different companies to make sure they could put out a quality, cost-effective product. Uh, they're very comparable to some of the other popular brands in our industry, their price point is a little bit cheaper. I think they come in right around $40. Um, 
And it's just, I've been really happy with them. I have about four right now that I truly dig. And they come in women's, men's, and they actually have a, um, an armored flannel too, which is pretty cool. I think they look pretty bitching. I mean, are, if anybody yeah, from Hot is out there watching, I'll wear one. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, there we go. You <laughs> like flannel. Jason wants to be a test model. Jason, did you, did you call me this thing? You could be seen every Wednesday night right here on this channel with one of your great flannels. Can I push Jason out of the way? <laughs> I want to push Jason out of the way and say, no, 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 I'll be the model. I'll even put mascara on. Well, we can do male-female models. So, okay, you know. so the yeah. next, the next nice question. The, one, one thing nice about getting back to the finals, guys, is, is uh, how we're getting back to the way it was 40 years ago, too, when yep. you look back at old pictures. And you see people, if they wore T-shirts, they didn't have logos on them, and, or maybe it was the shop right. they worked for. And uh, and flannels were so popular. It's kind of nice and refreshing to not always be selling something uh, like a billboard, moving billboard, isn't it? Yeah, flannels are coming back. All the kids want to wear them. I still have my forty-year-old flannel. Dude, I'm wearing one right now. This flannel I'm wearing right now, I wore in high school. So, and it's time for us to have a talk about that. No, no, it's not. New one. Mark, Mark, you and Jason called each other a coordinator. Yeah, we most certainly did. I was kudos him on his uh, on his flannel he has going on. I always have one on. So, so oh. welcome to the flannel channel, <laughs> Heather. Did, didn't you have didn't you have something extra for the show tonight from Hot Leathers Tour? Is that later? Oh, in the hour? I have four flannels to give away. Oh I God. have two men's flannels Jason. and two women's flannels to give away. I just need. I honestly. I need to figure out how we want to give them away. What do we want to do? Do we want to ask a trivia question or? Hmm. Why don't you let me come up with a trivia question? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. Chris, Jay hey, Chris, 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 where okay. are you? I'm here. Which oh. Chris? This Chris? I'm trying to figure out my fingers. This Chris? Boy Chris, yeah, girl the, Chris. That Chris, okay. Chris Simmons. Yes. She's great with trivia questions, by the way. Let <laughs> you know that. The pressure is on. Yeah. Well, I asked a trivia question on my show, and no one ever got the answer to it. So that was a hard question. <laughs> See? Yeah. Yeah, I, I could ask that one again. Who was the first person to write an article for the Enthusiast magazine in 1916? Oh, I know, that. I know Ooh. you know it because you know I just <laughs> the answer. Didn't, wasn't this a trivia? Wasn't this a coast to coast trivia? Yeah, it was. I think, yeah, we did on something. No one had the answer, but Jason knows because Jason had the answer sheet. From the <laughs> okay, let's see if you can chime in. Okay, well, guys, so listen. Uh, chime in, why don't we move on to uh, another award? Well, everybody pay attention. I want to make sure you understand there's four flannels up, two men's and two women's, okay. for the first people that answer these answer this question from Chris. Chris, say it one more time for us so they know okay. what the question is. Who's the first person to write an article for the Enthusiast magazine? In back in 1916. So the first article by Enthusiast. <laughs> yes. Enthusiast magazine. Oh, I think I have that one, Rob. I think there's an article that Pat did in that one, maybe, and my husband in that one. Okay, the next the next uh, award in the best ofs. This is a, a – I'm particularly fond of this because for a long time, what drew me to motorcycles was the art, you know, and it was – it was kind of like the, the lowbrow art culture that surrounded motorcycles, whether it was photography or painting or what you know what have you. But um, this is our 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 way to to pay tribute to all of the artists because believe it or not, in our culture today, you want to think immediately of of uh, 
you know dave mann when it comes to motorcycle art but there are so many artists every year it just seems like more and more and the talent level of talent is just getting out of hand so we want to give this award out the artist of the year wrote um voted on by cycle source magazine readers for 2020 was steven gibson of air oil and lead nice <clears throat> so i'm never supposed to be like more partial partial to anyone than the other because it's the media but steven gibson is by far one of the most incredible <laughs> artists that i think i have ever seen it's unreal it's, it's unreal it's, his his airbrush work looks like a picture that you can walk into. Yeah. Like it doesn't even look like photography. It looks like you could literally reach inside of it. I, I suggest anyone who's watching this right now Google that cat and check out his work because cool. it is unbelievable. As we're going along, I'm putting links in the comments to all the award winners. So if you want to see what we're talking about, just click on that link. There is a link for airoilandlead.com so you can go check out his work. It's just, it's awe-inspiring. It's I, very unique. Word I can use. There's a, a helmet with Arlen Ness's likeness on it that you it's just, you don't even know you're in it, looking at a helmet. You kind of wonder what it is. Yeah. That's right on his website. He's got some real cool stuff. He's got a couple of paintings he's offered. I know he painted uh, one of my photographs of Indian Larry, and then he has another one, two that he's offering right now on his site that are pretty cool. Right on. All right, so we'll move on from that one. Next up is Builder of the Year, voted by Cycle Source Magazine readers. 2020 Builder of the Year, and this is hard to even argue with Mr. Bill yeah. Dodge. Yeah. Good choice. Now, Michael, I know you've known Bill for a long time. <clears throat> I mean, you've watched him for yeah. years, correct? I think that I, I got to know him best. I think it was 2003 or four. I invited him into uh, my exhibition when it was still at the Journey Museum. And he came in and that was the first time I saw one of his big tire, knobby tire bikes that were very refreshing and different at the time. Really, at that time, you'd never seen anything like that in the custom world, which was, it was very cool to see. And of course, since then, it's uh, 17 years later, you've seen lots more people uh, sort of uh, paying an homage to that. But yeah. uh, he's done a beautiful job. His attention to detail is incredible. He always puts great little details that you could hunt through on his bike and look very closely. And so whenever his bikes are on display in the at uh, my exhibitions, I, I know you see people looking very close, like getting on the ground and looking up underneath, but uh, beautiful bikes. And at the same time, there's a simplicity of form that I think makes the bike so great. So he's a, he's a great builder. His quality and attention to detail is fantastic. But his overall style is one that feels um, it's simple. It has a certain strength to it. You want to just jump on the bike and ride it. They look like bikes that you, you want to ride every one of them. Yeah, that, that's wonderful, for sure. Wonderful builder. Wonderful you, builder. You can guarantee that when you see one of Bill's bikes that uh, it's not overkill, but it's definitely something unique. Every yeah. one. Yeah, and you know, I think I think we can this all agree. More. It yeah. would be it would be very easy to say just based on the year that Bill had because Bill had a <laughs> Bill had Love a horrible year. accident. Yeah. yeah. Anybody that doesn't know, and there, a couple of you have already asked about this, and his recovery is going well you know there's it, it's up to the family to report that but his recovery is going very well and and that aside yeah. 
when you look at let's go back and look at the picture that we featured his his uh, announcement when you when you look at the picture of this motorcycle this is one of the things that makes me put bill in that builder of the year category all the time that's a twin cam yep you know what i mean bill was bill was one of the first guys to really do anything old school retro with twin cam motorcycles you know and like he's always had that knack like michael said you know he was the first guy using husky dirt bike front ends on v-twin motorcycles and you know using weird combinations of metal and you know just really really uh a, a passionate builder and the way he goes about his craft is is a unique experience so absolutely 100 percent deserves it in my yeah, mind definitely makes you want to ride his bike that's for sure mm. oh definitely uh, one thing i somebody uh just sent this to me it's actually a client of mine and i'm sending it to bill i wasn't it was gonna be a surprise maybe he's watching but i have to show it off it's so cool so this is how's that is that perfect for bill dodge yeah <laughs> that is it's called the incredible bling and it's a bicycle bell so it's it's a bike bell oh. wow cool oh, i love that <laughs> is that is that perfect for bling cycles it is it's it so is cool. Okay, so our next category is uh, is Craftsman of the Year. Now, this is traditionally a, a category that would see leather workers, engravers, um, you know, uh, sculptors. Sculptors could kind of fit into artists and into craftsmen, but craftsmen seat uh, seat toolers, leather tooling on seats, and um, this year's Craftsman of the Year goes to Mr. Paul Cox. Voted by the readers of Cycle Source magazine, Paul Cox, Craftsman of the Year. He's super well deserved. This guy can do anything exceptionally. Right. I, I visited Paul in his shop since he moved out of uh, Brooklyn and I went up to his shop upstate New York there and, and spent a night there. And it is phenomenal what he's done and sort of rebuilding and, and recreating a life for himself in the country, basically. That's just phenomenal. And everything about his life there is, it seems to me like art, whether it's the building he's in, how they're decorating it and doing it, he and his wife. It's going to be a gallery and showroom for himself, but a gallery to show off other people's art. And of course, he does his leather tooling and all the different things he does. He could be nominated for any one of the different right. categories whether yeah. it's his knife or knives and bikes or anything but uh he's really got a great place up there and i i can't wait to go see what he's done with it through this past year and i'm not sure if a lot of people know but that was the story of how paul found his way to new york was through art you know through through like traditional art he found his way to new york as a, i want to say i want to say commercial artist you know, and he was painting and doing everything, and you know, motorcycles were kind of like a, kind of like his uh, his hobby, and he loved it and everything. But he really went to New York City, looking for a career in art. And um, you know, what makes this perfect for me, and we talked about this in pre-show a little bit, is the fact that, like so many of us through COVID, even though this happened for Paul shortly before COVID, like so many of us through COVID, have had to redefine you know, who we are and what we do, you know, personally, professionally and everything. Here we see Paul Cox at kind of the end of the New York City chopper heyday that, you know, yeah. was was the just psycho cycles and Indian Larry and all the stuff. And, and Paul now moving out of the city, moving to upstate, starting another chapter. But he's still the same the, guy. The craft goes yeah. with him. The the art goes with him. You yep. know, it's it's almost almost a perfect time to name him craftsman of the year. 
know, there's something else that I think Paul represents, and that's maybe a shift in life in America these days, because I know traveling across the country, especially with Jason on the Cannonball and the Chase, that, uh, you know, we go through all these little towns and so many of them you know, have, have imploded and died in so many ways. But there's also room, and I think it's starting to happen around the country, whether it's Paul moving upstate, you have J.P. Rodman taking over an old GM dealership in Raton, yeah. New Mexico. I mean, there's these places that are vacant out there that are so ripe. And now, of course, with the Internet and easy accessibility to communicate, that you could almost be anywhere. I mean, there's a lot of the work that the people that listen to this show do can be done anywhere. And so I, I think there's going to be this rebirth, especially coming out of COVID. A lot of places did not make it and won't make it. But I think there's room for young people to achieve so much in the coming years. And maybe a lot of that will be in small town America. And we'll see a certain rebirth in there. Well, and don't you guys agree? I'm going to put this before the whole panel, too. Don't you agree that what COVID kind of gave us while nobody was paying attention was a, was a fresh perspective and an, a renewed respect for the value of a day? You know, and I think that's what we're really going to see play out in the in the coming years is the fact that people are going to go, you know, yeah, I want to have a job and I want to make a living and I want to do these things. But how do I really want to spend my days doing that? You know, <laughs> do you want to spend three hours a day commuting again or yeah. maybe find a different way to do it? No. I think this will last longer. I was talking to my daughter about this because she worked from home for several months. And this may be the new norm for a lot of people, maybe not to work. In the city, and they can live out somewhere further away. You know, so it's a good thing. We're going to see a lot of changes. I think there will be a lot of good that comes out of it. I mean, it's said that it took this much to happen, but uh, at least there is something positive to look forward to as well. No. All right. Um, next category. Real quick, Drew Woodford got the uh, Chris's trivia yes. question right. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> Happy Hodgkiss. Okay. Yeah. So that was our one and only correct answer. He, there were some other answers that he got it right. Yeah, that was the only correct one. So we need another trivia question. Okay, this I time. got it. Go ahead, Can I Jason. Do it? Yeah. Yes. All right. Do you want something older or something newer? <laughs> You're trying or something in the middle. How about something in the middle? How old is Jason Sims? There, go. <laughs> Sexy Sims. Right. Sexy Sims. People out there, I've got a question for you. Tell me the model of the Harley Davidson that has folding handlebars. Oh, look at him go. Wow. If this was an Indian, hey, I'd guess know. what? I'll give you a, cl a clue. Well, let's it's anywhere from 1903 <laughs> to 2021. <laughs> and it's little. As he narrows it down. <laughs> and it's little. <laughs> It's what? It's little. See, that's what I was saying. If it was if it was an Indian, I'd know right off the bat. I'd know this if it was an Indian. <laughs> oh, you want an Indian question? No, no not no, yet. No. Uh, here's another possible question suggested by Evan Favaro, and he's saying, what food is stuck in Mark's beard today? <laughs> well, it couldn't be. I haven't eaten yet today. So, Evan... <laughs> You got to you got to get a hold of me first before you have questions like that. I guess I'll eat when I go home tonight. Some of us actually work all day long, not sit on a computer, Evan. Well, Jason, that one that one wasn't too hard. Somebody got it already. Who got yeah, it? Yeah, but they haven't really put the model number. Mm. Oh. 
the model number. Was it was it Evans was it Evans answer? <laughs> no, I mean Evans answer. He honestly answered Aramachi. <laughs> well, that's close. Okay. It's kind of close, but no. No, but somebody said somebody said shortster. Oh. Oh. That is the model. That is uh, the nickname, but that is not the model. Oh. Right. Huh. Correct. Somebody said Aramaki, but that wasn't even made back then, was it? Or did they make them then? How old is that brand? Oh, he he said anything in in Harley Davidson's entire history, so he, <laughs> he covered. It was a trick question. Was yeah. a trick. Jason. <laughs> he just wanted the shirt for himself. We know what he's doing. He wants his shirt. <laughs> I want the shirt. Mike Robb, Shotster 90. Okay, you guys keep trying. We're going to move on to the next category. Um, next up was this was this was custom bike of the year, and this is based on all of the uh, all of the motorcycles that we featured throughout the year. Some between sixty and seventy two motorcycles that we feature in twelve issues of Cycle Source magazine. This was our reader's pick for custom bike of the year. This goes out to Mr. Xavier Mariel from Providence Cycle Works for his motorcycle, Grace. It's pretty, pretty nice. Beautiful bike, beautiful bike. It is. Now, I should also preface this with saying that was also Easy Rider's bike of the year for what? Was it for 2020? Same, I, I believe. Yeah, because that was announced like in January instead. I, I... Did that thing have a pan shovel in it? Yeah, this. Um, the great thing about this motorcycle, and I was kind of teasing Xavier in a, in yeah. an interview not too long ago, but that was uh, that was an that was an actual Larry motor that he scored. That's a, you can't go wrong, but yeah, <laughs> I, I said that to him in an interview. I was like, I said, hey, look, the bike's great and everything. I said, but you almost can't screw up. You're starting with an Indian Larry motor. You can't you can't build a bad bike from there. There was some there was some golden hands on that build. Let me tell you. Yeah. So yeah, that that's and to say that that's uh, that that's an exotic motor combination is is to say the least. Yeah. So congratulations, beautifully well Xavier. done and fun to photograph and fun to follow. Uh, fun to follow his career too. In the last few years, isn't it the way he's come on so strong so quick? It really is, and and developed his second passion along with his music drumming career. Yep. Where do you think that bike is now? Um, I think it's I think safe. decided to not let it go. Yeah, I, I don't think I'd let that one go either. It that would have to be a special caveat where you you said to the new owner, "Hey, look, you're getting everything but the motor, and I'll put any other motor that you want in it." But, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, moving on to custom product of the year, voted by Cycle Source Magazine readers for 2020. Custom product of the year is. Going to the to uh, Denver's Choppers for their new narrow Springer. Mm. Nice. Every so how, is, I'm yeah. just curious here. Now, how different is this from Mondo's past offerings? Did he have a narrow Springer before? You know, this one. This one was something new that I saw on Stacy McCleary's bike when we got to yep. Sturgis this year, and it's really just like you know for those of us building that that traditional seventies like real skinny chopper and that whole deal, it it is the front end man. That front end is so yeah. badass. It yeah. is so badass. I'm, I'm going to show it one more time 
just because I'm hot for it, and one's <laughs> hanging in my garage right now. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really well, nice. And this is the thing. I should announce this to everybody. So for for every one of the big anniversaries, you know, our, our 10, our 15, our 20, coming up our uh, 25th anniversary, we're going to be building a motorcycle to commemorate that anniversary. It will feature that Springer front end on a uh, sweet panhead, a 49 panhead. Yeah. Is that uh, by any chance? Did that pay, was that paying homage to anything from the past, or something totally different? Where do you think it came from? You know, I'm not. I'm not really sure if it's anything from the past. I think it's just. I, th I think it's just like you know the 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 finishing touches and what has always been. You know, from everything, mm -hmm. everything that ever was Denver's, and you know, from the people who. I mean, these are the people who invented Springer front ends, that invented choppers. Like, you know, so I think this is just the next step of of a a a, a piece of artwork on a motorcycle. You I know, know on top of that, skinny is so oh. popular. I mean, the past couple of years, obviously, Michael, what's the skinny? Skinny is so popular. Yeah. So. Do we get any answers? Oh yeah, we've got a bunch. I just don't know which one. I don't know what the right one is. Jason. Well, there's here. Here's one answer. Is somebody said uh, mac and cheese? I like mac and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't eaten yet, Michael. Nate, Nate Brown said mac and cheese. That they're answering the Mark's beard question. Damn it, we're talking about the motorcycle. Is that the trivia question now? No. Mark beard? No. <laughs> Jason, did anybody get it right yet? He wants the uh, shirt. He doesn't care. Correct answer up there. So it was the Harley X90 or the Shortster. Oh, right on. So, so that's Mike Rock said Shortster X90. I've you seen a couple. Yeah. X90s. Wasn't it the Z90? Uh, the X90. What was the can Z90? you can you explain what this looks like, or does anybody have a picture to hold up of it? Here, let me see. If uh, I it's like a mid-size. Uh, I got one right here. Mike Bruce also Wait said Wait a second. Let me get you up on screen, Jason. Let me pull up a picture. Or you can search. It kind of looks like that. Oh, it's the bike from my bodyguard. Yep. <laughs> I want one. Uh oh, Mike Brusco said he said it first. Uh oh. <laughs> oh, who, who's going to get it? He did, I think. Well, he, he said did. I'm looking at my comments. Well, I think you should give it to all of them. I yeah. I don't have that authority. You know what? No. Listen, go ahead go ahead and give it to him and to Drew. That's two yeah. of them. You still have one left. Well, I have two men's and two women's. Yeah. Oh. So hey, give, give me the guy to hot leather's number. I'll call him. <laughs> <laughs> Heather, get, give one to each of them and we'll buy the we'll buy the second one. Okay. So you guys, Mike, Mike Rob and Mike Bruso, DM Cycle Source with your email address because Hot Leathers will let you pick out your pattern and your shirt and your size and all that good stuff. Okay, Ashley Ashley, awesome. Ashley a Buell sister says she got it too. So send her one of the women's. All right. So Ashley, you do the well, I have your information. And that means we have one woman's left. Yep. Uh, just a, a bounce back here on uh, on the front end. Mondo is online. He's in the house, and he says, "Thank you, guys. I'm very honored." All so right, he's, on. Uh, we love you, Mondo. That's awesome, Mondo. Congratulations. Absolutely. Mondo's one of my favorite. People. He's gonna have to send Chris another front end because I stole that one. No, you did <laughs> not. <laughs> Don't listen to him, Mondo. <laughs> hey, I was I was all nervous. I actually had to call Mondo last week because 
whose show was I on? I think it might have been Coast to Coast. I commented for a minute and I said, I saw Mondo was on watching Coast to Coast. And I said, hey, Mondo, just so you know, I'm ripping off that Springer and putting it on a bike that we're building in the shop. And I was like, I sat there all week because there's been this mass of people ripping off other people's parts and like people being really upset about it. And I called him up and I said, hey, brother, listen, I didn't really mean I was ripping off your Springer. Like I'm building a little mini bike for this thing in Daytona. It's a charity deal. But I wanted to make sure he knew like. You know, look, we're good. <laughs> you don't want to have that mistake. Well, right. speaking of mini bikes, somebody chimed in somewhere. I don't know if I copied it, but uh, somebody wanted to know if that um, fairing would work on a mini bike. I think you should try it. <laughs> mini bike races in Daytona coming up, baby. Oh, I know. I think, I think you need one of those fairings on there just for the <laughs> sheer God. speed that you attain and. <laughs> We'll uh, we'll call we'll call Memphis Shades and see what they can work up for us. Right. <laughs> so I have one more woman shirt to give away. Should we do another? Who has a good question, Rob? How about a cycle source question? No, Rob. No. Yeah, yeah, cycle source. All right. So it's going to be a two-part question. What year did Chris start Cycle Source Magazine, and what did he do for a living when he started Cycle Source Magazine? Can I answer that? Oh, 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 okay, I can't answer. Yeah, Rebecca, no. yeah, I know. I'll get you a shirt. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a two-part question. All right. In the, in the meantime, the next question on Hollywood Squares is about Fat Fanny. <laughs> fat Fanny was so fat. No, I was That's not a janitor, game. damn it. I, I, like, damn near. I was a bouncer That's of some sort. <laughs> That is the match game. All right. Next category is uh, is event of the year. Since there weren't very many, this is a narrow category, but Evan Favar, he was a hairdresser. You're killing me. <laughs> Dude, he's on a roll. Oh, look he's at that. I wonder if he's been drinking. Star, porn star, 1997. Porn star. Oh, yes. <laughs> Have you been talking to Rich Petonia? Jason Sims. Okay, so listen, I can't tell you guys who got what, but both of the right answers are in the chat right now, but they're Nobody not from the same person. Right yeah. that, you were a fluffer? No, I, I was, but not when I started the magazine. So that was. Milwaukee oh Mike says you're a guard, guard in a women's prison. Close enough. That, yeah. That's close enough to being a winner right there. No, so, so the, both of the answers are up there. They're just not answered together by the same person. Okay. Is this right? Actually, from Buell Sisters, 1999, bounced at a strip club. Nope. No. Nope. No, not it. She didn't get it. And actually, you already no, her. Knock it off. While they're coming in, why don't we... Why, while these uh, answers are all coming in, why don't we go on to another award? Okay. Next uh, category is for event of the year. Like I said, it was a, a narrow category, but unarguably picked by the readers of Cycle Source Magazine for 2020 event of the year, the Sturgis Rally. 80th anniversary of Sturgis. And, uh, you know, came at a time of the year where I think we all needed a little, a little faith that things were going to, you know, we were going to see the end of the darkness and, and see our way out and, 
whether anybody liked it or not. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. That true pioneer spirit, as you might <laughs> The oh enduring pioneer spirit. we got to do this. Where's, the where's Pat Jansen at? The, yes. the enduring pioneer <laughs> spirit. Let's all say it together. Ready? The, the enduring, enduring pioneer, pioneer spirit. Pat Jansen just got a headache. <laughs> I want to hear what Jason, how Jason feels about that, because he had, he, you know, he worked really hard for those couple, you know. Jason, oh, we did. We worked hard for uh, almost a whole year. I mean, it got really, really hard come February of last year, and uh, you know, it was uh, nobody really knew what was going to happen and how many people were going to show up, and you know, I mean, I was surprised, you know. Two weeks out from the event of, of how many people and how much excitement there was for it and i mean i i'm still astonished to this day of how many people actually showed up in sturgis i mean it felt like business is normal almost. yeah yeah four hundred thousand, right 400 yeah. 460 i mean it it actually felt better to me this year um, for the fact that, you know, it wasn't as commercialized or people kind of went back to the old school, the roots of, you know, uh, getting intimate in their campgrounds uh, with partying and hanging out and actually riding the Black Hills. And, you know, because all the events weren't there. I mean, there were some select events here and there. You know, there wasn't the big concerts. I mean, it was really old school Sturgis the yeah. way it felt. Yeah, that part you was know, great. And, and, you know, with no complaints, you know, from anybody, I mean, um, you know, I think everybody understood of what we are all going through at the time of, one, trying to get employees, just trying to get the doors open, um, trying to keep everybody healthy and safe. And, um, you know, it, it was just amazing of, of the response from the people of, of how they treated us all. No, and you know I have to take a minute too because uh, when we get to Woman of the Year, um, South Dakota's own governor Christy Nome was one of the one of the finalists in this category for Woman of the Year. Um, it says a lot that we live in a day and age where a, a group of motorcyclists, a motorcycle community, would vote for a governor of a state for you know best wo motorcycles Woman of the Year. You know what I mean? Like, and I think that was a credit to the work that she did, not only on the 80th anniversary of Sturgis, but that she did for her state and her people, you know, and it, these were, these were hard times and, and nobody's sure what the right way to go, but you know, she, she stood by her convictions and I, you know, I, I give her all the credit in the world for that. So, so wait, Mike Rob says votes for the, he calls it the pimp ball. <laughs> Anybody who missed that that yeah. was in Sturgis it was awesome. Probably one of the best nights in Sturgis. The players' ball. Yes, sir. That was fun, fun, fun. <laughs> Dude, the best the best was watching Aaron Green and his girl show up decked out. Decked out. Like I never I never see Aaron I never see Aaron do stuff like that. And they had a blast. Yeah. Oh, his yeah. hair was down, everything, the whole nine yards. Yeah, I don't were. know. I like the solid gold dancers personally. Yeah, they were those fun. two guys like won the night. Yep. All right, moving on to the uh, next category. This is Motorcycles Man of the Year and voted by our Cycle Source magazine readers, twenty twenty man of the year, Mr. Charlie Brechtel. Good time, Charlie. 
very sadly were given this award posthumously, of course, as as Charlie lost his life in a motorcycle accident. All of you guys watching from Chopper Town will recognize Charlie from his uh, BIC Biker Center Circle radio show that he did through Chopper Town. Um, you know, musician, One motorcycle of ambassador. Yeah. Absolutely a good call on that one. And this category, we, just, we, we sure do miss Charlie, though. Oh, right. Sturgis, yeah. Sturgis is not the same without him. I, I know that uh, that Friday night on the big stage where he belonged. Uh, every Friday, first Friday night, I'll be thinking of him for sure. Yep. Yes, sir. And he was really one of the first people to do the the biker the, the radio thing and the interviews and and yeah. uh, I just really admired him. He he had so much passion, you know, and. Um, just you know, like I said, like my, we'll miss him for sure. You know that was when you say that that he was the he was the first one. I'm talking about like maybe before we even broke into the 2000s. Charlie was already doing internet radio and you know had the foresight to see where all of this stuff was going. And you know even myself, we had been doing uh, shop talk for quite a few years. And Charlie kind of gave us the yeah. gave us the nod with Chopper Town and brought us along with the Chopper Town crew. And you know, he was he was pretty well respected in the community that he was all about. You know, he was all about community. He was all about the us guys and those guys. He used to say all the time. And I'm gonna miss him a lot. Yeah, motorcyclism. Motorcyclism. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> ah, good stuff. All right, this next category, I am pleased to announce this is the media release of the year as it applies to the uh, motorcycle industry and community that it serves. And that goes out to our very own host of Coast to Coast, Chris Simmons, Mr. Michael Lichter. <laughs> hey! Wow. So Thank the, you. What the, an honor. The official Thank read you of very this. Much. The official read of this goes, Coast to Coast was a brand new show that was started during the COVID pandemic and offered motorcycle riders a welcome relief of the humdrums of lockdown to gather together in community. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. Wow. That's true. I that pioneering spirit. And the enduring pioneering spirit. Yeah. yeah. I have to say, you know, I love I love uh, Cannonball Chronicles so much, too. I mean, Jason and, and Rob do such a great job. You nah, kind of they People on and no, I love you guys. I love your show, but thank you very much. And again, Mike, you're you're so much a part of the show. We're going to have our 25th show next week. Can you believe it? Right on! Wow, 25th anniversary, amazing. Our 25th anniversary. And Rob was our first, on the first show with me with Ori. You remember? That's true. Lie. That is true. That's right. Well, so, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun. And Chris, Chris, Beth says congratulations. Tell, tell Beth, thank you. And congratulations for being married for 34 years, you guys. Yeah, 34 years. Wow. They said it wouldn't last. And everybody got quiet. They said it wouldn't <laughs> They did say it wouldn't last. <laughs> you know, the important thing to mention here is that both Coast to Coast and Cannibal Chronicles were up for this. It was a pretty wide category. There was a lot of stuff in there. You know, when we talk about media release of the year we're talking about websites podcasts uh, multicasts like these are um movies, music books. writing movies yeah so it, it's a so, pretty wide category and um it was it was awesome to see both of these shows there so congratulations to all our hosts yeah cool thank, thank you, you so much. It's a pleasure. i've learned so much over the course of cannonball chronicles and 
coast to coast. It's been such a neat experience to be able to be a part of it. Um, I can't wait to see what they bring in 2021. Well, you know, you know what's really neat about it is this is like Chris Callen has really taken the this whole media to a new level. And then if you watch yeah. television and they were doing stuff with with Zoom and whatever, they're worse. They're worse at it. You know, they make oh, yeah, they make mistakes. They make mistakes, and I'm going and I'm yelling at the TV, Chris, you got to see this, Chris, you got to see this. They're, they're messing up. They're messing up. <laughs> yeah, I love now that like we'll watch a movie now, but like they're out of sync. They don't have their frame rate right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, it's how much I never you, wanted to know that stuff. <laughs> how much have you guys learned in the past year? I want to talk to the shop talk people. Oh. How much have you guys learned in the past year? Forget about the new shows because that's you know, you just come up with an idea and you put up a new show. But what have you guys learned? I mean, Chris Callen, my god, it's amazing you can even stand up. You must not get any sleep at all. <laughs> no, you know what, man? I have, and you guys are all proof of this. I have really, really good people around me that have taken pity on me year after year, knowing that I have passion for something that I may not have the ability to do. And you let me grow into it, you know? So when I came to each one of you individually and said, Hey, we're going to do this thing and it's awesome. And then like, you know, for the first couple, I'm pulling my hair out and why isn't the audio <laughs> working and the pictures turned off and the goddamn camera. And that was just last week. I was you just going to say, you were doing that, you were doing that before the show started tonight. But, I think the important thing here, I can remember whenever I went to uh, to Zach from Chopper Town and I said, hey, man, I got an idea for these other shows. And, you know, for a while there through COVID, we were doing, you know, Coast to Coast on Tuesday, Cannibal on Wednesday, Bike Night Live on Thursday. We were doing um, Cyber Swap on Sundays and then Shop Talk. So five shows a week. Right. And. He was like, well, why are you going to do, why are you going to do more shows? Why wouldn't you just do more of the same show? And I was like, you know, when I look at, when I look at the face of motorcycling today, I can't, well, and I can't cover all that. I'm not going to, I'm not going to be able to speak to the old bike guys the way that Rebecca, Rob, and Jason will. I'm not going to be able to speak to the audience that Chris and Michael do or have the same kind of reach. Like I've, I've learned like Heather, I've learned some of the most amazing stuff I've been so excited to see the guests that you guys have had and the stories that they've told and and some of it that hasn't applied to me or cycle source whatsoever and i've been thrilled to be a part of that so i think that's that's the biggest thing is that i've learned that the you know it all doesn't have to be you know in the grips of cycle source magazine like you know we have such a fantastic community and all of this information needs to be out there and we're you know i think all three of us here are just glad to be a part of of that vehicle, you oh, know, for sure. Mark, what do you think? I, I haven't heard much out of you tonight. What do you, what do you think uh, about uh, all this in, chaos? In all reality, I'm probably the, the least spoken of anybody on this screen right now for damn sure. Um, I've been around, uh, this industry forever. And, uh, it, it's and, and like Chris said, it's an honor to actually be a part of what's going on here. I don't do nearly what, chris has done over 25 years or what heather's doing now in the you know the short but super impactful time that she's been around um i'm more the guy that pushes it and makes sure it gets there gets set up gets everything else but to watch chris and michael and to watch you and jason um do these shows and like chris said bring these people on uh see what they have to say that have nothing to do with anything that we normally do is super cool 
So um, it, it's an honor for me because in a lot of senses, I'm usually just the ride along and make sure everything happens. So I really don't. When it comes to stuff like this, I'll sit back and listen to people like Michael and and to Chris and, and now to you and Jason. I'm, I'm not the tech guy or I'm not the know-it-all guy, but I can do every bit of it if you ask me to. So it's just an honor to be a part of it. And like I said, to the group of people that are up on that screen right now and to all the people that we know from Bill Dodge to, you know, Mondo and just to be able to be a part of this industry, yeah. I couldn't be – I couldn't be more thankful to to be a part of all this. So that's well, pretty I much always, where I stand. I, when I watch Shop Talk, I always appreciate your input. You know, so it's been kind of exciting for me to get a chance to be on a show with you and actually talk to you. Well, so the, I, kind of I appreciate that. I'm usually the the humor guy. I'm, uh, Heather, I think every time my mic clicks up, Heather gets nervous because she's worried about what I'm going to say. This is the reason why they usually don't let me out in the crowd because I usually don't shut up whenever something clicks in my head. So it's been I, I've been really calm here. I'm the guy that usually jumps out in the middle of the crowd and shuts them all up real quick. So, but no, it's it's. We have a saying: it's all right to have an unexpressed thought, though. So keep that in mind. Yeah, well, for years they gave me a microphone that just didn't have a cord hooked yeah. to it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so hey, Mitch, Mitch Bodine just called you the Super Roadie, dude. <laughs> hey, Mitch has been right there super roadieing with me for the, years. The B team, hey, baby. For, for years, we used to kid me, Kevin Kepi from Lead Sled, and, and Mitch, uh, Tom. We were the B rate. We were the B team. Anybody else, you know, that go, that'd be fluffing up the big guys, and then here comes the three or four of us dropping it off, setting it up, making it happen. Then they'd show up, get all the credit, leave, and would clean it all up. And yeah, it was a it was a great crew. And again, for. I've been in this for 25 years. I've been in motorcycling longer than that. I've drag racing, building bikes and cars. I had no desire. Jeff Cochran told me one time, I'm, I'm his hero because I've been in the industry 20 years and nobody knows who the fuck I am. So, you know, that was <laughs> like, the best way to you, be, wa- you walk into a room and all the, all the people that you need to know come over, shake your hand, say hello. And everybody else is like, who in the hell is that guy? So, and that's exactly who I like to be. So yeah. it works out perfect for me. All right. Well, we got a couple more of these left. Um, moving well, on. Before, before we go on, though, I would just want to comment okay. that what people are seeing through all of these shows, Bike Night, uh, Coast to Coast, and uh, and Cannonball Chronicles, that this just represents a small part of really what goes on at at Cycle Source World Headquarters. Because I think what's happened over this last year has given you guys the opportunity to reinvent yourselves and oh, look absolutely. forward to what the future will bring. Because I think, like I was saying before about maybe people moving to small towns or new businesses opening up, I think a lot of reinvention will happen and re, um, just rebranding and reinventing themselves. And I think that's happening here with CycleSource. That coming out of this on the other side, you're going to have so much more to offer the readers, the advertisers, really on all fronts, combining all these different things you do. I mean, with your your sprinter that you've modified twice now in a year, that when, when things open up, you are just so well positioned to go explore all the new stuff that's happening. I, I really congratulate you for using your time so well. Totally. Do you want to know one of the coolest things about the whole thing and like, you know, a lot of you guys and uh, 99% of the people out there, there's probably a small handful of people that, that actually can do this. To 
You know, when Sturgis, we laughed, everybody asked me what my favorite part of Sturgis was, and it was to watching Chris's head explode every time something went wrong while we were doing that little <laughs> documentary. But we've, you know, I mean, I do everything. I have a construction company. I, I have a, a garage. I've been a mechanic in my whole life. But to watch Chris do the things and overcome the effing potholes that he runs into, oh. you know, with the sprinter, like Michael said, with the sprinter last year, I mean, <laughs> my phone rang 70 times. I had to go down and he's breaking wrenches. And then I walk over, reach in, take the bolt right out. And he'd be like, what the fuck? And like to watch him overcome this and build and do the things that he does. You guys out there don't even know what a genius in all reality this guy i'd never tell him this to his face because it'll go right to his head i'm gonna have trouble getting him out of these 50 floors we're down here under but it's amazing that the the things that have overcome in the past 25 years 27 years of this magazine where it started to where we are today so humbled to like i said to be a part of it it's super humbling you know i i have a new category for uh, awards for next year for cycle source and it should be renaissance person of the year oh. and, and, and to that end uh, chris callen could be the well, first recipient yeah right and, no. and heather you got to be sure that that happens i don't know of somebody that has tackled so many different things so well whether it's been yeah. engraving an engine because it had to get done or painting bikes or building sprinters out and discovering how to do uh video casting and whatnot so yeah. Yeah, and, and and actually, that would be a great category for people that are so multifaceted, yeah. including uh, like Paul Cox could have been that kind of person as well. Oh, There's absolutely. A number of people that do multiple things. Absolutely. They can't categorize them into one thing, and it could be kind of neat. But yeah, I, Fish Alcorn would be right up there from Alleyway. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he's another yeah. guy. And thank you very much, Michael. But I do want to say that Chris and I will never, you'll never see our names in the nominations or the. Um, the voting for that i mean it's it's awards that we give to to people that deserve it so i while i appreciate that you won't see our names on those lists um, i understand that but there could be a, a write in we'll get it to <laughs> <laughs> uh, there, could be, there could be an insurgency going on with everything oh listen I, I keep saying the same thing this is the greatest thing about motorcycling once upon a time motorcycling saved my life because i was heading in a really bad place and i met motorcycle people and these people that were on the fringe of society that regular society looked as you know the the crazies and you know they were lunatics and they taught me respect and honor and to keep my word and how to take care of myself and the people around me but it was that thing like that's what made me want to be a journalist that's what made me want to tell these stories and still does today because i can remember when we when we got to the the national level and we went from we used to have one feature bike and one tech article and yep. one ride story and then all of a sudden we're doing five feature bikes and three tech articles and you know two ride stories and human interest and i was like what are we going to do when we run out of stories <laughs> and i you know like seriously thinking back of that today i'm like what how could you be such an asshole to say something like it? you're never going to run out of those stories so that is the most beautiful thing about media today you know, it, yeah, magazines are still going to always have a place, yeah. but we have all this other stuff to tell these stories, and we have this great way of all of us to get together to tell them, why not do it? Let's do it every day, you know? I don't did, think you survive to do it every day. I was, yeah, I was going to say, Chris, did you just volunteer all of us to do you? Did, you? did you just volunteer yourself to do a daily show? I would. You don't want to do that. You I, would. I, would. I, I think he Heather would divorce me, but. No, I don't know. 
one thing I've learned over the past year is patience. I definitely learned a lot more patience than I ever thought I had because for him, the chaos, like doing all these shows and learning new ways to get the audio right and building motorcycles and then, and the, the other video work that we're coming out with really soon, which is, and I can say incredible because Chris is, is the man behind it and he's done outstanding, outstanding stuff. That craziness is what keeps him sane. Like without that, without that chaos. Oh, please. I thought, but that's, I think that's indicative of our culture. A lot of the people in our culture, you know, can I ask a question here? Yeah, man. Without that chaos, do squirrels jump out of the shed and hit Chris on the head? Or what? No. Yes. With, without that chaos, the only, the, the only other time in my life that I haven't had that chaos, there was copious amounts of illegal drugs. Well, and, hold on. We can't say that because Heather has a video, if she still has it, from me and Chris at the shop trying to get a bat out of the office. It has to be. It has to be pretty freaking phenomenal. I've never seen it, but it was. We had umbrellas and two by four. It was that little bat kicked our ass. That's that all I have to tell you. And we were stone sober. Oh That's well, you might have been. Oh God. So. Well, I guess you guys aren't tennis players then. Huh? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. All right, let's move on to these last couple of these. Um, this is for Performance Product of the Year, as voted by the Cycle Source Magazine readers for 2020. Performance Product of the Year goes to the Screaming Eagle Stage Kits for the Milwaukee Eights. <laughs> I don't know a lot about Milwaukee Eights, so I can tell you, I, like right off of the rip from the factory, they're impressive as hell, so I can only imagine. Okay, and moving on. Good talk. Next brother. <laughs> Next award. Next category is for pinup of the year. We do a pinup every month in the magazine. Um, this is one of my favorite parts of garage art. It has been since I was a little kid in the back room of every body shop that my stepfather ever had or worked in. Had a plethora of pinups. And uh, in that tradition, we put one in the magazine every month. This was pinup of the year for 2020 as voted by cycle source magazine readers it goes to stephanie infante april 2020 issue you can go check it out if you like we're going to move straight from that into the next category which is the manu or excuse me the production motorcycle of the year uh, production mm -hmm. motorcycle of the year voted by cycle source magazine readers for 2020 was the harley davidson Lowrider S. Um, this motorcycle for me, I have to talk about this for just a second. You know, Michael, you had asked in pre-show why this bike over any of the other soft tails. And um, for me, this motorcycle marks a place in time, like in, in that mid-80s when Harley-Davidson just had that that look and that street appeal you know you can almost see that that mid-80s shovel head look in this motorcycle you know and it's it's got that original harley kind of look to it that you know everybody wanted that big twin low rider kind of deal and you know this is their latest um episode of that motorcycle but yeah we just said getting ready to take that uh bike apart for the twisted t build this year that like that bike then was like everybody wanted every piece of that bike. Oh, That's yeah. what this reminds me of. Yep. Like that was the bike everybody wanted. And of course with the you know, the the couple new 
the modern twist to it, you know, the little fairing and, yep. you know, the updated performance technology that's in the, the Milwaukee 8s and stuff. But it still screams to that heritage of that mid-80s shovel. Hey, is this going to be like Oprah? And you're going to say, all these guys get one? <laughs> Dude, would that be awesome? He went that from a flannel awesome. to a motorcycle. He's, he's thinking big. I wish. <laughs> but... As, as Mark as Mark had just mentioned to you earlier, it's me that's fixing my own Sprinter van out in the yeah, driveway, and yeah. so I'm pretty sure I have a long way to go before Oprah. <laughs> hey, Harley, if you're listening. Hey, um, the Asprod wants to interject something here. Come on. Are we, com- are we commercial free tonight? No, I think we should take a break for commercial. It's, it's a good thing that you brought that yeah. up. <laughs> Everybody hit your like and share buttons. There's more to come. No, mash it, mash it. Mash it, baby. (laughs) We'll be back in just two minutes with more Shop Talk. Don't go anywhere. Just two minutes. We'll be back to finish up the best of awards from the year in review. Ever since I was younger than Gavin, I knew that I wanted to ride. I'd see a group of bikes going down the highway with all their gear packed on, and I just thought that I definitely want to do that. That's what I want to do. My current bike is a 2016 Harley-Davidson Road Glide Ultra. I think it would be awesome if he's when he's old enough to ride, you know. I'd love to be able to go riding with him. He won't want to ride on the back forever. We just did an exhaust swap, a slip-on exhaust swap. My favorite part is when, like, screwed both out to come out. He did a test sound before that, and when it was all out, it was louder than it was before. Oh, because we pulled the baffles out, didn't we? Yeah. Yep. I want to take people with me and my travels and stuff and show them the Midwest. Not just for the Midwest, but just to encourage people to get out there and explore. I'm Andrew, this is my son Gavin, and we are a Dennis Kirk family. Go. Go ride. Farther. Faster. Go wild. Doesn't matter. As long as you go. Ride together into that wild world. Chase those quiet moments that are anything but quiet. Go. Just go. Leave no mile unturned. And leave a trail of stories in your wake. It's time now to go. Ride forth. Roll the life into it. That's when the world will tremble and bend like the curve in the road. As you go. Go now. Because the roads you don't take are the only ones that will haunt you when you're going. Going. Gone. Okay, in that last commercial, that was uh, 
That was for Harley Davidson. That was a little tribute to them because without Harley Davidson, we wouldn't be here, any of us. So, you know, just to uh, just to make things clear, because every once in a while we have a pretty good laugh, usually at the expense of Harley Davidson. But um, the truth be told, most of us here bleed black and orange, and uh, we appreciate everything that they do. So that's from us to you guys up there in Milwaukee. That's our, a great one too. I love seeing Ashmore in there. I think there's yeah. Ashmore Ellis. Yeah, the boy. I'll tell you Station. what. Some of these companies, the level of commercials that they're doing anymore, are just so killer. Like they're getting so good. Yeah, that's really good. Cool. I enjoyed that. All right, I so the ones that are going to be coming out on the twenty second, and they are freaking unreal. Yeah, yeah. unreal. And. I make a guest appearance, so I was gonna say well, we figured that out. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are awesome, Jason. Awesome. <laughs> Little man crush going on over there. <laughs> Had to separate them on the screen. They were trying to hold hands. Andy from Hot Leathers, would you please send this man a the goddamn flannel? <laughs> <laughs> See, this is this is his mo though. He he annoys yeah. people to death to get free stuff. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, can I be any more annoying? Just send me free stuff so I can be more annoying. Can I be any more annoying? <sighs> send me free Jason. stuff. I want free stuff. Where's our free stuff? Where's our free stuff, Jason? <laughs> I, I still haven't got my cannibal shit, Jason. Oh boy. Oh, boy. Oh. Now he's throwing down. We have now lost him. All right. Uh -oh. Next category. Real nice, Rob. You broke Jason. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody had to. Next category in the best of awards is for shop-related product of the year. This is for uh, tools, chemicals, anything to make life in the shop easier. Um, this year voted by the Cycle Source Magazine readers, the 2020 Shop Product of the Year goes to Motion Pro for their fork vise. I am here to tell you, brothers and sisters, you do not even have to have a full-time job to appreciate this tool because I am, and Mark will tell you this immediately, I am the messiest mechanic in the world. If I'm dealing with anything with oil, it's all over me, it's all over the floor, it's up the walls, it's on every tool that I touch. And this thing takes that down at least 20%. Yeah. Oh, and, and I need you, one of those. And then you don't end up I with vice marks on your forks. Oh, yeah. Well, what, I, what I like is that you're not the shop tool of the year. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so my God. But then, but then you're, not cool. you're, you're not allowed. I mean, you're... you're that's right. You're not allowed to be nominated for Shop Tool of the Year, are you? That's right. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd be a shoe in. <laughs> Anthony, you totally need one of those. Yeah. They are incredible. I was actually working in the shop with Chris um, when it came in exceptionally handy. And Joe from Motion Pro is actually here watching with us tonight. Oh, right on. What's up, Joe? I mean, Joe, so glad to have you as part of our team. And well, Motion, uh, from Pro. Motion Pro makes great stuff. Yes, they, yeah, really they really do. do. We use their fuel bottle all the time in the shop. Yep. I mean, that's that's a go-to tool, a must-have. Well, and go going back to this one because a lot of people are putting comments up there interested. Mm -hmm. the The thing that's great about this, you know, Evan says he uses uh, a bicycle clamp setup for front end tube work. 
The great thing about this man is everything from the parts tray to the oil catch to the it's fact that the right whole there. thing pivots. I mean, when nice. I, when I used this, I did a video review of this product, and what I said that was the most impressive about it is it's that third hand that you're always looking for when yeah. you're doing work like this. You know, you always need that one extra hand to hold this, pull that, push this over here. You know, and the, and this thing just does it for you, and it makes it makes that that work fly. So, congratulations to them. Very awesome. They make great stuff. <laughs> the next uh, the next category. This is kind of interesting. This started out with a different name. Um, it was actually Sportsman of the Year, and we did this for you know for racers and you know adventure riders and stuff and. And uh, very quickly, Jody Pierwitz almost dominated this category for, yeah. it seemed like, 15 years in a row, even though she's not old enough to have that. But um, very quickly, we had to change it. This year, officially, we've changed the name of the category to Sports Person of the Year because uh, this year's winner is also a female, and the Cycle Source magazine readers have voted 2020 Sports Person of the Year as Miss Stephanie Peets. Nice. She's a great story. Yeah, we had Stephanie on our show, uh, I think, on uh, January 5th, Michael, right? And she was just a wonderful uh, guest. She was on Shop Talk last year, and she did a great job on Shop Talk as well. Great uh, great character, great story. Good interview. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Riveting. And if you haven't seen it, go back and look at Coast, uh, the reruns on YouTube of Coast to Coast Mm -hmm. with her on there. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, she's a, she she does it all. I I don't know what she can't. Well, I guess she's gonna do the cannonball, Jason. We gotta get her on the cannonball. <laughs> did you, I don't, Jason? Did you follow that? She'd uh, if we'd find her a bike, she'd love to do it. She'd be actually a number of people have commented uh, in the comment section on Stephanie that she would be an amazing addition to the cannonballs. I don't know if you you copped on to that, Jason. I did. Yeah, yeah. people yeah. reached out to me and uh, wondering how they can get involved with maybe her and, and helping her out. So we'll see if it comes to fruition. I know Chris Callen wanted to get a bike and somebody to sponsor him on the cannonball too. <laughs> yeah. But let's be honest. I, <laughs> I think Stephanie's if, got you beat. Mm-hmm, yep. <laughs> I, I could be like, but I, but I have a million followers and they'd be like, yeah, no, I don't care. Nice get try. away from my motorcycle. <laughs> Do you yep. see that girl? Have you, have you seen her yet? That would be their line. Yeah. Yeah, and Chris, can you wheelie a 1929 JD? I can. But I'm going to tell you right now, Michael. If I do it with my shirt off, you're not going to be as impressed with the picture. <laughs> no, I'm going to bet. No, my, my camera may turn the other direction. Well, I'm, I'm just saying. So, so well-known fact for anybody who gets up in years: the older you get, things tend to flap in the wind a little bit more. It's not pretty. Use my theory, Michael. Don't take the lens cap off. So it works. Great. <coughs> Oh, Jesus. Uh, anybody that hasn't done it, look look Stephanie up and check out the pictures yeah. of her uh, riding in the sand and in the dirt and wheeling down Absolutely the road. Absolutely amazing. My goodness, can she jump in the air, way up in the air. Yep. Really yeah. something else. And not, a, not afraid to be... Not afraid to be a woman at the end of the day, too. She's yeah. actually proud that she's a woman. You know, like... She's, yeah, she's a pretty incredible person. Yep. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Again, Which, meeting people like this, you know, it's like, I, I heard of her, but I'd never met her. Now I feel like Made new friends too. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> new people. It's so cool. And awesome. speaking of wow. speaking of proud women, uh, this brings yes. us on to our woman of the year category. 
this one is always so tough, especially for this crew that's here in this group, because we know so many impressive, strong, independent women who are leading everything about motorcycling today. Um, it was a tough category. It was probably our most voted category in the end. The Cycle Source Magazine readers voted 2020 Woman of the Year as Miss Portia Taylor. Yay! Well yes. deserved. Yes. A wonderful yes. person. Well deserved. She is. She is. She's, she's a she's she a treasure. Is. She was a treasure to have on our she show. Really Again, we had her on our show. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I got. And you know, you got to ride with her, right? I did. We both. Uh, well, she did the entire United States in the uh, women. Uh, I always say it wrong. The WRWR, the World Relay. Right. Right. And I rode uh, the last section through Texas with her. So I got to ride, I don't know, 300 miles or so with her and a whole bunch of other women. But it was it was a very inspiring event. And it was really, really cool to get to do it with, with Portia. So she's a great I, spokesperson I, and yeah. she rides her ass off. I mean, she's That's here. She she's just, there. It's just, yeah, I'll have no. to admit that we really didn't know Portia before she was on Coast to Coast with you guys, Michael. Yeah. Mm. Well, we, we've gotten to meet so many women. I know for me, uh, quite a few that I did not know. And I think next year, Chris, you and I may have to be doing some nominating for this category. Mm. That's right. Take women like Wendy Crockett that rode, what, 12,000 miles in yeah. 11 yeah. days yeah. or... Yeah. Uh, Ashmore Ellis from Babes Right Out. There's a lot of powerful yeah. women out there, but certainly this was certainly well deserved by Portia. Definitely, she earned Thank it, you guys. especially this year. Yeah, that's great. You know, I, speaking of another woman that happens to be a big supporter of all the shows, we had a, a little chime in from Marge from Shadow, oh, yeah. and uh, Shadow. I don't know if anyone saw that, but she said that she just got word, and it sounds like in the last few minutes that. Split and Lanes Dodging Gutters will be held August 20th to 22nd right at in Asbury, New Jersey. An entire weekend of vintage bikes at an awesome venue. So psyched. So uh, a shout out to uh, definitely for, for this event and, yep. and uh, to Marge as well, to Shadow for being such a great supporter of all these shows. Yep. Yeah. Well, we, couldn't do, we couldn't do the Cannonball Chronicles without Marge. No. Yeah, she puts it together. Oh, she's yeah. unbelievable. Behind the scenes, she does incredible work. You know, yeah. she's our she's our show booker. Uh, you know, talent oh, coordinator. She's, good she's very very good, thorough, super thorough. Nice. Oh, yes, sir. Work. Well, let's uh, let's so that that concludes our um, <clears throat> our award segment. But I want to talk to all of you guys for a minute about about each one of these shows. So. Chris, We're, can I interrupt just yeah. real quick? Nancy Nancy Williams wants to know how we all met. But <laughs> that's a, that's like a whole show. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I just wanted to address that, Nan Nancy, we did see your question, but we all kind of met differently and through each other. So Through motorcycles. Yep. Yeah, motorcycles. Yeah. That's yeah, right. you know, you know, it could be an interesting. Uh, Chris, Callan, you mentioned maybe we should do this again in six months or at some point mm -hmm. uh, where we all get together as hosts Every of the day. different shows, <laughs> right? But it could be fun to do one where we actually relate the stories that we each remember of our earliest uh, memories of meeting some of the other hosts. Oh. Yeah. Like I know when I met Chris in the mid '80s, and early when I met Chris Callan, and 
Heather up in, in Laconia. So all the different people through yeah. the different means. That could be kind of fun, especially the ones that have uh, known each other and the stories go back the furthest. Well, I'm not I allowed to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> and those are the ones the listeners want to hear. I could tell you, but you know the rest. <laughs> My mother hanged me on a hook once. 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 <laughs> and actually, I think... I, you know, I've had the pleasure of actually meeting everybody, except I've never actually met Rob Nussbaum in person. Really? Yeah. We'll have to fix that. Well, you're well, gonna, gonna meet up, you're have gonna to meet over a pork roll. Yeah, that's right. Well, he called. Oh, get, you guys show up. I'll get you all Taylor ham, egg, and cheese on a hot roll. <laughs> oh my God, I'm coming out. I want one. <laughs> See some okay. Listen, somebody send Chris a, a pork roll. Damn somebody it, send, send one. Send her a pork roll. It's a picture. I don't know. If I, I don't know if I have one either. But that's not the point. Now that Chris wants one, she's in Hawaii. It'd be way harder for Chris, her to get one. Next time you're out here, we'll go. We'll go pick one up at the deli. Yeah. Because oh, the we can, deli. We can have them every morning yeah. here in New Jersey. I okay, can have Rob, a deli. You can have a ham, egg, and cheese every morning. Schmutz and bagel. You don't have to get it at the Bordego? (laughs) No. No, we have delis here in Delis. Oh, okay. Or diners. We have plenty of diners. Well, here's here's what I want to talk about. So, you know, um, Motorcycle Cannibal Chronicles. Let's start with that show. Okay, quick shout out then. Let's do do this picture. Here, let me me get you up on screen. Hang on. Well, I got to get it. I got it. Oh, hey. hold on. It's Pat. It's Pat shout, out to, shout out to Pappy Simmons. <laughs> yeah, Pappy's on my bike, though, just before I met him. Pappy and Buddy. When I met him, I stole that bike from him immediately. I said, you're not riding that, are you? Can I have it? <laughs> you know what? If we could see everybody in their boxes, I'd like to see a show of hands of anyone that has a dog somewhere on their premises. You probably hear mine. She's crying because there's no Because Noreen Cordis Pot says, whose poor dog has been barking? And Mitch Bodine replied, I'm hearing that also. It's my dog, and my husband's out mowing the pasture, and he just <laughs> forgot I had to do this show. So my, I confess it's my dog, and she's, but she's fine. She's, okay. she's, she's, she's a sweet little puppy that just wants a little more attention. She's a big four-month-old, four 35-pound puppy. Okay. Jason, where's wow. Bob? What about Bob? Uh, right here. Bob's old isn't crying. So let's 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 start with Cannonball again. So um basically the the show Cannonball Chronicles is is a way to take a deeper look <clears throat> excuse me into the teams, the life and times and the real people that are behind this incredible event, the motorcycle cannibal. But Jason and Rob, why don't you talk a little bit for a minute for people that might only tune in to to shop talk and don't know about cannonball chronicles and tell them about the show okay well we're uh cannonball chronicles we're on wednesday nights right here cycle source on a hump day and uh anyway we talk about the lives um everything that's uh cannonball related with the cross-country uh, event that we do every two years on antique motorcycles. So for the you guys that are tuning in tonight that don't know what the motorcycle cannonball is, we are an antique motorcycle race that uh, happens every two years, and we go from coast to coast. And really, the route changes every two years. The riders change. 
um, the years of motorcycles, all that kind of stuff. And uh, we just get out there and give you the, the stories um, of what these guys go through um, to get across the country on the, on these uh, antique dinosaurs. That uh, it's a it's a two week journey usually, sixteen seventeen days. So um, we've got uh, many guys that have done multiple events, and we bring on you know staff and support crew that uh, are just getting ready and prepared for their very first event, and just kind of see what they're what they're up to and what it takes to build these motorcycles and uh, and, and get to the event itself. So. Now, Rob, on, in addition to being a, a co-host of this show, you've not only been a, uh, a support crew on the Cannonball, but you've also been behind building a lot of the, the motors and motorcycles that, that have to endure this challenge. Well, I got, I became friends with Lonnie Ism Jr., who's now passed on, but he was a great inspiration and, uh, and a good friend. And uh, I met him out in Las Vegas at the auction one year, and he came up and introduced himself, and we got to talking for a while, and I got really interested in the Cannonball. And then uh, Buzz Cantor came in and asked me to do one of his bikes over for the 2014 Cannonball. And then I got to know a whole bunch of other people. Jason Sims and I were just sitting in the lobby of the hotel one night. We got to shoot the shit, and he and I became really good friends to the point where we annoy the shit out of each other now. So, <laughs> um, but I, what up? yeah, yeah. Shh. Quiet. It's my turn to talk. So we, uh, I got real involved and then we started doing a lot of engines in the last cannonball. We did like four engines for a bunch of different teams and they did very well. So the cannonballs kind of helped me a lot, but what I liked about it, is the camaraderie, the family. Uh, I got to go with a great team last time out. Team Effie with Chris Simmons. So that's my tie-in with Chris and Pat and Dave Minerva and, uh, and, and Plumber Dave. I don't want to leave him out. But we had a great time. Anyway, the whole idea behind the, the Cannonball Chronicles in, was to bring you a show every week about the people. Now, with COVID, we have to do it remotely, but we're hoping that when things open up, we'll actually get to go to these places and host the shows remotely from where these people are working on their bikes and get some, you know, a more intimate picture. But so far, yeah, it seems pretty good. Let us in. Yeah, well, we'll force our way in. That's it. Let's go. Let's go. We'll so. just check you before you leave to make sure you didn't take it. That's the key, because you know Jason, he wants something for free, yeah. no matter what. Well, uh, flannel, something can wear. Well, gloves. You know, i i brought up uh, I brought up your mechanical connection to to the show because at uh, at Retrocycle, which is is your business, um, a- incredible work that you guys do. But we're actually going to have Rob on next week for uh, some of the work that you're doing on old motorcycle parts. Um, He's going to be a guest on Shop Talk, and and we're going to go over some of the stuff that he's working on at RetroCycle. So that's going to be an awesome show. Make sure you put that on your calendar. But I happen to have that generator right here. Look at that. (laughs) I can vouch for him. He knows his generators. (laughs) 
<laughs> I oh, like this will be a good ASMR show for me. Yeah. A what? Oh, you don't know ASMR? No. <laughs> Stupid what? Come on, I just I just figured out I just figured out let me Google that for you. What is what is ASMR? <laughs> uh, you know it's a, it's like those relaxation videos that just like hey I'm not So is that's that stand for like auto uh, sexual Sensory motorcycle release. Oh, oh is, that thing, is that the thing that Bill Redenzel did with Katy Perry? Oh boy! Yeah, yeah. Oh boy! Exactly. No, we don't want to see the pics of that. Autonomous sensory meridian response. Yes. Wow! Look, look, listen to Heather. Somebody got the googly going. Yeah. Did, did you Google that for us? I googled it. <laughs> Yay, Heather! Oh my God! Okay, so uh, Rebecca, we already talked about the fact that you're in you're in the sidecar, but literally, you are you are probably the one person on the motorcycle cannonball every year that's doing the most miles because you're back and forth and up and down and in and out, and <laughs> while everyone else is just going from checkpoint to checkpoint, you probably do two or three times the amount of miles that everyone on the race um. does. I don't know that I do a lot more. I do a little bit more. Um, I don't do a lot of back and forth, but but I do a lot. Well, I kind of do, I guess. <laughs> Sorry, you I never really you never that. change. Yeah, hey, and I know. Ladies and gentlemen, Rebecca so, Cunningham. I, yeah, duh. Um, every morning I live stream the bike starting out. And then I throw my stuff on my bike and I head out and ride along with them and, and I catch up with them. And then I get, you know, somebody's broke down on the side of the road and I hang out with them while they're broke down on the side of the road, you know, doing that camera in the face stress thing I do. And then I get back on the road and I catch up with some more riders and I do it all over again. So I don't necessarily do more miles, but I do all the miles that they do, yeah, and a few more, I guess. And, and then <laughs> and Michael, she sees all Michael the drama. Then... Yeah, yeah, because she's <laughs> looking for the shot. Hey, Rebecca, how about, how about giving, a, giving a shout out to your two self safe keepers who ride along with you? Oh, yeah. oh, yes, yes. Um, Joe Skaggs and uh, Kurt Klokinga. Uh This last time, they took it upon themselves to babysit me through the whole thing. Uh, we 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 usually have a rider or two who hang back and are as staff members to watch out for the competitors that will kind of trail along behind all of the riders so that if somebody's pulled over and they're broke down, we've got some a staff member who can pull over and make sure they're okay, uh, interact with the chase vehicles. Uh, the organizers and um, and you know lend a hand if, they, if they're working on something they need an extra hand to hold apart or for whatever reason you know it also we try to like watch out for traffic and stuff like that so those two guys decided that they would tag team and be the end of the ride for as far as staff goes and because I get out there late because I live stream everybody leaving. I kind of fell in with them. And so they, 
they worked really hard making sure that I didn't get run over by a car because I tend to pull over into oncoming <laughs> traffic to videotape the guys riding down the road. <laughs> and uh, and so Joe and Kurt kind of worked out a way to like catch my attention and get me to get over <laughs> out of the way of oncoming traffic. <laughs> I love I love how she puts it. Yeah, I have a tendency to just not pay attention well, to shit. I can tell you, we, me and Dana coming home from Laconia, what, two years ago, had Rebecca jump out of the moving truck and run and cut a poster off of a fence that we wanted. And we were in traffic moving, and she, like, never missed a beat. She was out. The van was rolling. She was back in. The van was rolling. So she's like one of those people that you can you can send her out there. You just got to make sure she's like the what, what's the what's the game where you got to miss the traffic? You know the Frogger. Frog, yeah, she's the one. Jesus Christ, are you getting old? Yeah, I don't play those video game things. If I can't beat it with a hammer, I ain't playing with it. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right, so listen, let's move on to coast to coast. So uh, coast to coast, this was actually something that that Rob Nussbaum kept bringing up and. Uh, he was like, look, you know, this is going to be great. It's awesome. Chris wants to do a show. She's got ideas. She's got all these people she wants to bring on. And I was like, honestly, I was doing four shows at the time, four shows a week. <laughs> and my bandwidth was thin. And, man, I cannot I, – I'm so grateful that we actually, you know, managed to get that together. But let's talk about where Coast to Coast comes from, where, you know, where you started all this. Because I was lucky enough to know of, of Chris – and about Chris for years and years and years before I ever met her, I knew so much of her stories and the stuff that she did. She was kind of like a, she was kind of like a, you know, a, a little bit of a. She was my spirit animal. <laughs> oh, she's a boss girl. But t- tell everybody where all this starts with you and how we get to coast to coast. Go boss girl. Oh, like well, you know, Chris, I met you. I had written. I met you. Probably through uh, magazines, obviously, through motorcycling. And I had done my American Motorcycle Girls 1900 to 1950 book, my big book. Yeah. And for some reason, someone set me up with the book signing in Rapid City at Borders. Remember Borders, you know? And I thought, oh, okay, it's kind of out of the way, but I'll, I'll go do a book signing there. And I'm standing there, and I think Scott Jacobs was in there doing his book at the same time. And, like, one person came to the book signing. Guess who that was? Chris Callen. <laughs> <laughs> and he stole my heart and i was like what a sweet guy i love you forever now you know it's like such a great person but um you know and then i think the idea for this show i've always been you know a motorcycle journalist been involved in magazines for many many years as a freelance writer the last maybe 25 years but um the idea for the show i had you know the stories of all these wonderful women and people that i've known and there really wasn't anything Kind of like the old magazine days when we started Harley Women Magazine back in 1985. There really wasn't anything directed just really for women. And so thank you and Heather for having the insight, Chris. And Rob, you helped also for sure um, to help bring this into fruition. And then having Michael jump Mm. in on it. Mike and I have known each other since I think 1986. Um, And we've stayed friends for so many years. And having that you know we, we can we're just really comfortable together hosting the show so uh, that's kind of how it started mm-hmm. well i want to say just before we cut to michael real quicker i want to say that your your modesty and humility is is almost shameful so chris is a total badass like not only 
but between her and her partner with the the first ever women's motorcycle magazine in a time where it was not still entirely popular to even be a, a woman riding a motorcycle they were doing a magazine for women and uh convinced harley davidson motor company now you guys that, that went through the 90s craze in the early 2000s and you know would hear the stories of harley davidson going to trademark court with people and suing people for having a little matchbox with the bar and shield on it somehow they go to harley davidson and convince them for the lifetime of their publication to be able to use the name harley women yeah for, for a dollar a year well my partner joe worked at a harley dealership she was a parts person and she knew who to talk to so she got us an appointment up there we went up there with our little box of our boards you know our storyboards all laid out everything for our first issue i think it was like 16 pages all black and white and we said we had an idea for this and can we use your name and they're like, what? You know, it's kind of like it was crazy. But there's a few women that work there. Cal Demetrius, she's since retired. But they kind of took us under their wing. They saw that there was a potential because there were a lot of women starting to ride in the early 80s. I mean, you didn't see them as much as nothing like you do nowadays. Yeah. But it was because of them. So I really I owe them so much to uh, believe in us and give us that, that chance. You know. Well, and Michael, you know, we, we talked in the beginning of the show about you know your your history in this and the fact that you really are a motorcycle historian really really rounds out this show perfectly because the the depth that you go to for your show prep like i'm going to tell you guys behind the scenes nobody preps for a show like this cat nobody no not a single one of us on this panel get ready for a show like michael lichter well, thank you but um <laughs> it's what i do i guess you know i my general philosophy in life is when people ask, uh, do you want to do something? The answer is normally yes. I, there's very few instances that I would say no. Sometimes it gets you into trouble, and it has in the past. But for the most part, it brings you all sorts of new opportunities. So, Chris, uh, after her first week, she asked she called, she asked if I'd uh, co-host with her. And as she said, we go back, I hate to admit, 35 years, but um, which is 35 great years. And so we've had this friendship, and it was real nice that uh, we have the bond through motorcycling and, and our general friendship, that uh, it was a pleasure to do it. And honestly, if somebody comes to you and says, uh, you're a guy, and they say, we'd like you to come on and be a co-host of a show all about women and with only women guests, it's like, uh, sure. <laughs> yeah, why yeah but you lo they love you. Everyone loves you. Come on. All the women love you. Everybody that knows you loves you. So. Not enough to let them go on that ride, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They want to let him. He wants to go on the babes right out, and they won't. I, 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 I do want to go on babes. I really want to go on babes right out. But maybe someday they'll let me in. But for now, I have to say, no, no, Rob, you were on the first show, and that's not people wanted to get rid of you or anything, because you did a great job. You're with us with Gloria, and you know. Hey, there's but only so Yeah, you had too much going on, so we cut you loose. Yeah. But we, we love, and you can come back anytime you want. Well, I'm yeah. always happy to jump in when I can. That's <laughs> One thing uh, that's been kind of cool is that uh, for many of the guests, uh, I know, uh, let's see, who do we have this coming week? Genevieve. I, yeah. so I have photos, yeah. but they're older photos. So I didn't have access. So she's sending us photos this week. Uh, next, The week after is going to be uh, Jody Tarowitz. Yeah. And I've known Jody since she's, uh, again, hard to admit, but since she's three years old when I uh, stayed at Dave Tarowitz's house and she was just a little baby. So I have lots of pictures of Jody. So I can go into my archive and I have uh, photos for many of our guests. And the ones that I don't, 
they're the ones that I get to meet and learn about. And it's sort of like we were saying about Stephanie Peets. I, I did have a number of photos of her racing the last couple of years, but I saw so much more and got to know her so much better through the show. And now after COVID, I can't wait to go meet her out in the California desert and photograph her riding the sand dunes. And same thing like our long distance rider, that uh, amazing woman that's riding the length of South America with her 12 year old. Um, Wendy Crockett, Wendy Crockett right? Just, yes, Wendy Crockett. Wendy, Wendy, so I'm really yeah. looking forward to meeting face to face with many of these people and photographing them in the years ahead. So uh, it's kind of like the beginning of something new as well. Well, and you know, as, as much as, you know, for me growing up, watching Chris's magazine and the stuff that they were doing and watching all the magazines that that you were part of because that was that was a whole other part of this. I mean, we really are in the presence of of motorcycle media royalty whenever we get to hang out with you because you were you 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 and a handful of guys really forged the path for all of this yeah. stuff, you know, and I I think we need to acknowledge that that like a big part of why Easy Riders was ever what it was yeah, was because of the right. you know the, oh, yeah, the perspective that the you were given. You know, the- and all the builders that you've discovered through your photography over the years really helped build a lot of careers. No, thank you. You know, in in this, uh, when we did our, our Sturgis um, documentary this year, one of the most uh, riveting moments for me was listening to Aaron Green talk about how there were levels from when you were a kid and you, you just wanted a motorcycle and then you wanted to have a cool motorcycle. You wanted to make it into something cool. And in the back of your head all the time, you're looking through the magazines to find those parts and you're thinking in the back of your head, man, if I could ever get my bike in a magazine. And that was a whole nother level. Like he could remember when he got his very first feature. He said, but then there was a whole other thing that happened that was next level when Michael Lichter shot your motorcycle for a yeah. feature in a magazine. And I think, man, like, listen, I've owned a magazine for 25 years. The first time that you ever shot my my bike that ended up in another magazine, I was unconsolable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Well, thank you. It's been, a, it's been a great journey and meeting all these people over the years. You know, one thing is I, I've spent a lot of time, I mean, I even remember – Aaron uh, coming out to Boulder and, and bringing this amazing bike, the one that sits way up high where I think the bars in the tank are higher than his eyes and he has to look around the side. And having that in the studio, it was such a wonderful thing getting to know him. A lot of these people that have brought their bikes to the studio are photographed them around the country. But another thing is the amazing times of meeting people where it was just a, a brief encounter. And one is it was kind of what I was talking about before, our early encounters with each other and I don't know that this is our first. I don't think it was, but I remember uh, taking your picture, Chris Callen, in mm. uh, in a parking lot in Milwaukee around 2003. You yeah. can correct me. It was I, the anniversary. I, I feel like it was a very private, personal moment that you let me in on. I mean, I, I took your picture, but then we had this amazing conversation because you're on your way to Bonneville and you had your mom's ashes in a sportster tank. Yeah. And a tank on the back of the bike. And I, I still I have to find that photograph of you. Those kind of moments, and I probably have that with each of you if I go back and look at early pictures of you where just kind of a brief encounter where we met and uh Hey Michael, memory. and this is this is how our lives are also intertwined too, because this guy right here, right beneath me in this shot, that was the guy that put her in the tank. Yeah. You know, like and, and I gotta say when it comes to uh to Michael shooting a, a bike for you, um, 
he makes you feel like you're the only guy in the room. I mean, oh, he, yeah. he makes your bike feel special. He's such a great person. Um, he's so cordial, and he loves everything. He makes your bike look amazing. One of my one of my favorite Michael stories is when uh, um, something wicked, or uh, not something wicked, when a uh, board of death fell over on him, and he was afraid to call. <laughs> he was afraid to call Chris and tell Chris, dude, I think I broke your bike. And we and, and we had to level with him and say, yeah. no, dude, it was, it was our a- fault. Like the kickstand <laughs> sucks, and <laughs> yeah, he was like, I don't know how to tell you this, and he told him. We both started laughing. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, I do love that bike, that especially the name of it. That so captures your wit that you bring to your life every day. And that and that dude is Sir Michael Lichter. Yes, Sir Michael. Dude's right. We have to knight you, Michael. Sir Michael Lichter. That's going to be an event in itself, right there. We're gonna we're gonna knight Michael Lichter. Hey, listen. Am am I wrong in saying that that has to happen at the Pimp and Ho party, dude? That would be great. Right? That would be fantastic. Michael Lichter gets knighted at the Players Ball. Sir Michael Lichter. I second the nomination. And then Boogie oh, Fever yeah. starts playing Boogie Fever. Oh, now he's blushing. Do you realize that's how that all that's how that all came to light was in the flat road trailer listening to all that seventies disco music and we were like, dude, pimps and hoes. Yeah, we need to have we a knew it was party. coming. Yep. Yep. Pimps and hoes. Oh my God! We go from knights to pimps and hoes. <laughs> well, that's where that's we're going to knight Michael. Yeah. That's where we're going to. That's where we're going to knight him. Yeah, at the players' ball. Okay, now you got to really pimp him. You got to pimp yourself out really good, Michael. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! All right, man. Well, listen. Lots I want to. I want to thank each one of you for being here with us, and we definitely went way, way over time. And I hope everybody's okay with that. But it, what a killer show! And what our plan is, and you guys can comment. Or send us messages and tell us what you think about this. Probably once a quarter, we're going to get everybody from all these shows together like this. And we're just going to talk about current events, you know, whatever news of the motorcycle uh, industry is going on and, and how we all feel about it. Since everyone here represents so many different parts of the motorcycle culture today, I think it's a good idea that we Poppy, make it more than just one voice. Poppy you know? said we have a throne. We have <laughs> See there, Steve Rose. Steve Rose has a throne. I for just you, love him. He's great. There's a dude who I'm friends with through the TV shows right? who I have not met. Oh my God, he's amazing. Oh, he he's is one amazing. of my favorite people in the right. world. That's a dude I got to yeah. Great, great guy. And he, yeah. you, you and him would be like two peas in a pod. Oh my God. Uh, we'll probably miserable oh. bastards. Yeah. You know? <laughs> two miserable bastards. <laughs> right? right on. All right, man. Well, listen, I'm going to cut all of you guys loose. Okay. Um, thank you again. Okay. And Bye, everybody. Every, everybody, everybody remember Bye. That, you, that you can catch Cannonball Chronicles Wednesday nights, 9 p.m. Mash the button. Mash the button. Mash the share and like button. You can catch Coast yes. to Coast with Chris and Michael on Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern. And uh, great, great content from both of these shows. And a lot of people working really hard on them. So go check them out. Hope you uh, get your shirt, Jason. So. Thank you guys. <laughs> we got you. We got you hooked up, bro. Thank all of you, and also to all the people that chimed in tonight. There oh, are yeah. so many, so many comments. Yeah. I love how people are talking together because it's their bike night too, where yeah. they're just talking right. to each other. It's so cool to watch. Thank you, everybody. All right, guys. Thanks. Thank you. All right, man. Hey, we got a, a couple things I just want to get to real quick. We've been busy in the the. Uh, 
Grease and Gears Garage is what we call it, right? <laughs> now, okay. Jesus. Chris, oh get it together. Goodness, In the Grease and Gears Garage, we've been building a mini a mini bicycle, an electric bicycle, an e-bike. And, and uh, a mini e-bike. Get it? Doing this for the Flying Pistons charity that's happening in daytona uh bringing back the builder's breakfast if you're not aware of the flying pistons you definitely need to go check this out it's going to be a good time in daytona and getting together to put these custom motorcycles together us and a a, a bunch of the builders in the industry and the end result is they take the money that's uh that's raised through this and they get bicycles into schools for young kids to learn how to ride their logic behind that is this is the next generation of motorcycle riders, and we can take an active role in that. So what you see on the screen right now is not our bike. This is Evan Favaro's. Favaro. Evan Favaro's. And he is uh, <laughs> he's fast at work at the hardcore chopper thing. Well, apparently he's not. He's sitting at his computer giving us shitty comments. I, I know, right? So um, – our motors are our, our bicycle is a little further behind that. <laughs> we had to take it completely apart. We're I had still to looking see. for a few pieces. I, we I think we lost see. them. Um, Karen Moore never got the answer. Nobody did get the answer. Um, no, a couple people got the answer. I just need to figure out who, who got, got it first. Who got it first? Okay, so the magazine started in March of 1997, and at the time I was bouncing in a strip club with Mark actually. Yes. So. Yeah. Um, this is where our bike is right now. We've uh, got some different wheels. We got a low rider fender for the back. We got a little mini bike tank that we're going to convert into. Yeah, the front end. We're going to be we'll have the Springer front end on tomorrow, and we'll know how much we need to rake the frame. In the meantime, we had this weird little <laughs> mini bike tank and uh, chopped the hell out of it and put some mounts on. And Bob's your uncle. So there we go, chopping chopping a, a mini electric bike. <laughs> Mr. Smalls is crying behind you, and it's killing me. Oh, my God. He's, he's got the door open just enough that he can fit his fat little head through. He's, so he's sitting there crying, and I'm sorry. He's pushing the issues, what he's doing. So be, because we've been going uh, so, so much over tonight, I'll tell you guys, go to flyingpistonsbenefit.com to check out everything about the bikes. We're going to have some of the other builders on, show you some of their bikes. We're going to show you more what we're doing with ours in the weeks to come here. Um, again, make sure you check out all the other shows from Source Media. Thanks to all our hosts for being on for that. Uh, thanks to all of you guys for giving us the headspace and letting us into your house every Sunday with 90 to 120 minutes, all the bullshit we can fit. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. It's going to be my goodbye now. Appreciate you. <laughs> all right, man. Listen, until next week when we come back with... More of this bullshit. Same well, chopper time. We have Eric Runyon, Gears and Glory. That's right. That's going to be a super cool show. Another yeah. ridiculously talented photographer and storyteller is going to be joining us next week. Telling um, us, telling us about Chopper Town Live too, right? Yeah, so he's going to be here. Be sure to check out that show if you want to familiarize yourself with him a little bit. Go on to Instagram. It's Gears and Glory. Um, again, incredible photographer. Looking forward to some of his stories next week. Okay. <laughs> Are you ready to end the show is now? That, is it over? over? Well, I mean, I could go on if you want. Oh, boy. All right, man. We'll see you next week. Same chopper time. Same chopper channel. Appreciate you.
<laughs> <laughs> Man, I love this shit. <laughs>